Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet. No GPS. No text messages. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Walking Dead TV podcast, episode 307. This is Russ, and we are back with a full house tonight. Everyone is here. Hello, gentlemen. Hey there. Uh, Hi, we're everyone. We're everyone. All right, so before we get into the main episode, uh, we not not really any news. I think we're <clears throat> we're talking before we started recording that there's some rumor that maybe possibly they're gauging interest to see if they might uh, pursue some sort of Negan spinoff. Um, but at this point, I think that's highly speculative. I think they have enough spinoffs going on already. You would think you know, between between Fear World Beyond. Uh, the Daryl and Carol thing, and whatever movies they're going to get together. I think they have enough irons in the fire for this property right now. So, How yeah. many spin-off plates do they need to have spinning in the air at once before they come crashing back? It's AMC. It could be as many as they could think they could afford. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't mind, like, if they when they do the anthology thing, if they want to, you know, have him pop in every so often or something like that. That might be, you know, a way to kind of get there with that, but... But yeah. I did want to totally, I did want to totally or, thank Aaron though for uh, recommending uh, Gangs of London to me on AMC Plus. Oh my God, it's so good! <laughs> yeah, no, and no, it's I like it's, the best thing on AMC Plus. And I'm, I know it's like it's on there one. now regularly too, right? Like on regular like yeah, AMC. Yeah. So everyone yeah, it's really bask in its violent glory. I'll have to check it out. It's I'm great. I'm, I'm a gangster. It's really mark, good. So oh well, yeah. This is it's like it's like three one, little winter suns put together. So it's you know it's better. Whoa, hey, yeah. whoa. Whoa. easy with the praise there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little much isn't it <laughs> holy crap so if it's three of those like if low winter sun was a 30 then you're saying this is a 90 so yeah, okay it's a, it's a solid a minus that's what i'm, gotcha. what I'm saying <laughs> okay all right i, I, I um, feel you i was gonna say with the anthology show you know if 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 it's not like a negan pop-in episode maybe he's like the crypt keeper of the anthology show he just pops in it's like hey guys <laughs> it's me negan and here's lucille and it's like the bat, but now it's voiced by uh, his wife for some reason. It's like we're here to present you the next story. <laughs> That'd be funny. It'd be like the Crypt Keeper. They spent too much money on the bat being animated. <laughs> so they can oh, have there you go. Like, hey, hey, that way you don't have to pay Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Tales from the Bat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A ta- talking Lucille, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> animated and then introducing uh, just like the Crypt Keeper used to on the HBO series. So, Or Lucille and Lucille. It's the bat <laughs> and his wife. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> save all that, save all that Morgan money. <laughs> there, there you go. Um, do an alternate universe Walking Dead spinoff where Negan was actually a blues player and crossed it over with the BB King story, and Lucille is now a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lucille isn't a bad; it's a guitar. That's too high concept, dude. <clears throat> oh, okay. yeah. Or they they revisit fear, but instead of a cake, it's a pie. <laughs> hey now, wait! Ooh. Yeah, consider the pie. 
but I think that's that was really all the news. I mean, there not really anything else going on at this point. I haven't I haven't heard anything um, at all. So this is this is where we're at. Um, so I guess we'll just get right into it. Season six, episode eight, which seems weird for a premiere to be saying episode eight, but um, episode well, eight is supposed to be the se- the mid season finale. Yeah, 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 and it makes sense because damn, a lot went yeah, on. Given this yes. episode, yeah, <laughs> yeah. My notes are. I think I have damn, more damn notes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more notes on this episode than the last two episodes of the main show. That there was only a little bit left to actually film, and. That was the ending scenes. Gotcha. So it is. It was neat watching this and remembering. Oh yeah, this is what like hordes of zombies look like when they're all together at the same time. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, like yeah. after watching like six weeks of zombies that are sporadically appearing right. or getting up from grass six feet apart from each other, it's like oh yeah, that's what these shows are normally like. Yeah. I would also add it's the first time that I mean zombies seem like a credible threat in, in a long time. Yeah, they're scary this week. It's gonna scary zombies yeah. going on. The yeah. one under the tire, especially, yeah, stuck with me. So, yeah, it really got a got a grip on me, <clears throat> or didn't. At least the story didn't revolve around him. Nah, it, it didn't stall my excitement. <laughs> and the dad Listen, jokes continue. We better tread lightly here. <laughs> I'm putting the brakes on this discussion. <laughs> let's get started. Let's let the rubber hit the road, man. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Windshield wipers. There's no joke there. I'm just saying the word out loud. <laughs> Look, I am tired of the dad jokes. Oh, man. Then I will alternatively start talking uh, about the show. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was, starter, I'm going to belt you. Daryl Taylor, Spark plugs his way into the conversation. <laughs> uh, all right. So we start this episode, The Door. Um where it's kind of in the aftermath of how things left it uh, as we last uh, met our heroes. Um, as I call it, the big split where John uh, went his separate way from, from June and the rest of them. Um, and so we start with uh, John is sitting at a table and he's cleaning his gun. He's not doing too well. No, you could tell he's, he looks terrible. Um, you could tell he's very distressed. Uh, just in general, but as he cleans the gun and then loads it, as he's sitting there, he just shoots, just shoots a walker in the head that's coming towards him, um, and he spells out the um, Scrabble tiles that say "Goodbye June," and uh, he puts the gun up to his chin like he's gonna g- kill himself, and a walker comes up and he shoots shoots that walker, and then he shoots another walker. Um, and, and then he, he gets on up. a rake, and he steps on another rake. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I really, I really want him on my Call of Duty team, man. Everyone yeah, no wants a headshot. Yeah, hip hip shooting headshot uh, from yeah. a sitting position with a pistol. Wow. Um, and so we get the cool. I I really dug the uh, opening graphic this week. That green color, the bridge, the way. I, I don't know. Just to me, it it. I mean, again, following the same thing that we saw at the beginning part of the season with these opening uh, thematic graphics, but uh, I thought this one just had a really cool look to it. Yeah, I I can't say it stuck out for me specifically, but in terms of like, oh yeah, this is back. It, I do like I do like this opening thing that they've got they've had going as far as character of the week, you know, match right. that mm-hmm. that um, hey we're a western now TV theme that they have going. Yes, <laughs> and, yes. Um, it's just all 
connects. Uh, forgive me if I didn't do my homework. Why is John so sad? Like I was trying to piece this together. Well, I, th- well, I think. Oh no, go ahead, Jim. Go ahead. Like I was going to say, well, like he had to leave the love of his life behind with the woman that he, you know, with the you know the, this villainous woman who totally hate he totally hates his totally split up all of his friends. He really has nothing left to live for. Um, should I go? Well, wasn't it the compromises too? I mean, because that yeah. man who never could he couldn't get justice. He knew he, if he got justice for the guy that was murdered. Yeah. He would be killed, and it reminded him of his father's uh, inadequacy of being a cop back mm-hmm. when. So, like that all. Yeah, and that's then when okay. He fa- yeah. All right. Yeah, I think June was the last one when June was, when he was like, "Let's go," and June was like, "I'll work with her." I think that was the last blow for him. That's that's fair. Uh, I like Jim. I know what you're saying as far as the circumstances they've been in, but it's like, well, they've, they've been dealing with this for a while. I, I keep in my mind, I keep thinking, well, they're all schemers, right? They're going to make a plan and get out of the situation at some point. Not to but get it, ahead of ourselves in the episode, but he even tells Morgan, he just says, I just want it to be over. That was like one of the quotes I pulled there. And, and uh, that really says it all to me. I mean, yeah, I, I would, I'm, I'm just thinking in terms of as this episode starts, I feel like I should know in my I feel like I should know personally, like, why is John this depressed at this point? And I, I feel like I just either forgot or I'm not. Well, even with the this. even with the recap, I guess it wasn't if it wasn't for the fact that I liked that character so much mm-hmm. that I I remembered that break, you know, that 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 break when June pretty much like that conversation when she said it to him and she's trying to justify working with someone that horrible. You could just see, cause he played it so well, you could just see his heart just, just break. And he's like, I can't even be with you anymore. Just, it's especially depressing because John is the most optimistic of this whole crew. Yes. So it's yeah. like, ah, yeah. well, this, exactly. is, this is sad. Exactly. This, this is the guy that you rely on to like bring you back. Yeah. Him and, like, I don't know, Mo Collins. Like, those are the two. <laughs> I feel like, mm, all right, yeah. like, they're around, so things can't be that bad. Well, plus, I mean, he searched for June for so long. Yep. Yeah. Finally found her, and then couldn't be with her. Which, I mean, ironic and heartbreaking. And it's not the, I mean, and, and of course, it's not the, when she decided to do this thing, and even though she's going to be helping people, which still she's still going to be working with this woman, which goes against every fiber in his being, right, to do this thing. Right. It was such right. a it was such a world destroying thing for him. Like this was it. Like it was going to be me and June against the world. And now that I don't even have that, because now I mean, because she's human, right? She she's human, even though he looks at her. With those with those uh, rose colored glasses, as they say, but uh, I think that really, even the world changed her where she had to make a choice. I could help people, but work with a with the evil, you know, despot, or run again and go back to running how she used to. But it was something that she couldn't do anymore. She couldn't go back to being to from running place to place. It was something that she hated. So. I think he kind of got the fact that they just couldn't work in this world. And that probably what broke him. 
Well, I'm glad you're all caught up on this show, Daryl. Jesus, thanks. <laughs> this help. Only because I like that character's guy. Yeah, I mean, if, if there was some other character I didn't care about, I wouldn't. Rem- I wouldn't have remembered half the stuff. <laughs> I agree happened. with you, Daryl. I, I, again, you know, if you ask me, like, to tell you about the char- you know, the arc of, I don't know. Anybody but Strand or, uh, exactly. or John or John right. Dory, then I'm going to just look at you blankly because yeah. again, those are the characters I'm interested in. Tell us about Lucinda. <laughs> who's, who's Lucinda? I'm all yeah, into Ruben Ru- 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 Blade. Still has me going. You know, I, I know where he's okay, at. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, he's another one. He's I, know another what, one. I know what he's doing. Yeah, there's just <laughs> a handful. Char- though. Who? Charlie. I don't know who Charlie is. Who's Charlie? Charlie. Little oh, bird, kid. little Nick. Kid. Oh, oh, okay, sure. Yeah, you say so. <laughs> <laughs> I did. That's about it. I remember I'll see that. Joe's got me beat there. That's it. All right, so he shot some blockers in the face. What else happened to us? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and then he again he he tried to off himself, and then get got distracted by another walker. Gets up and walks away. So then when we come back from the the cold open, he's uh in uh paddling down down the river uh and then gets out and then he's on the bridge and the bridge has been barricaded Small. off. So it's it has, you know, d- 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 chain link fencing and barricades in front and it's all tied down and everything else so so that nobody can get get past the bridge. And of course there's walkers all all on there. I think that's the bigger threat that's coming yes. on the bridge. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which apparently can't be unsolved by, by just, I don't know, opening the gate and letting him come out of the bridge. And then barricading it again. the side and then letting him fall like lemmings into the water. But Yeah, any number of seemingly simple ways to get around yes. the situation. Yes. True. Um, Very true. So then we cut to John is at an old general store. Um where there's uh, some walkers, and I like how he just casually shoots them all. Just I really know, thought because the bing, way bing, they bing. were the way they were standing, I thought he was going to take a shot. and He was going to kill all three walkers. Yes. All three, right? Yes, right? that's exactly yes. what I was waiting for. That's what I was waiting for. I was like, he's lining them up. Yeah, exa- like <laughs> that way. It's like we're about to see this amazing shot, and then it doesn't happen. Yeah, and they didn't do it. He just shoots a bunch of walkers, and my thought is, okay, come on, like how much ammo do we have? Here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no, then the Halo, the Halo narrator, triple kill. <laughs> <laughs> well, with what he's about to do, I don't think he's worried about his ammo count. Yeah. So. Wow. So in the store, he comes across Dakota and Morgan um, that they've been hiding out, and Dakota's been helping Morgan mm-hmm. along with his injury, which is still... <clears throat> it's looks like it's in fairly bad shape um and then a ranger comes in and they the crew hides and john really contemplates shooting him like he almost was was going to and then decides not to uh and then the ranger gets distracted what his buddy called and needed some help with him and he's he said hold on and i'll i'll we'll I'll get to higher ground or something like that. I wasn't. I wasn't quite sure mm-hmm. what was going on with that whole situation. Um, but John decides to take him back to his place, and when he means his place, he means his place, like his childhood home. Which I thought that was interesting. 
uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that it was actually it, it took me. I forget when it. I think when he said something about oh the car. Yeah, my dad and I were working. I was like, oh, he means like his actual house. Like this is his place. Uh, I thought that was interesting. Um, I guess I didn't realize that he was still that close to home. I mean, I know obviously we went yeah, to the yeah, ranch yeah. and and stuff, but I I just like I don't know why. Thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the dude ranch the, the Knott's Berry Farm stunt show yes um so then Morgan presses John about June you know what happened and he you know didn't really want to talk about it but you know eventually you know he, she stayed behind um and then Morgan talks about the place that he has it's about 40 miles north and he wants John to come with um, because he needs a man like of his skills and John's like, Oh, you know, that's why you, you want me to come, you know, it's just because you need, you know, you need what I, you know, what I'm good at. He and then feels even like there, June, right. Cause that's the whole thing of June using him to be just, just the gun. Right. And it kind of, it is kind of close to, to that happening. So well, I, I, I kind of dug it when he when he. Well, that's what Virginia that. wanted out of him too, right? Wanted sure. Virginia yeah, that's what I mean. Hired, yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. Virginia, that that was that that kind of probably hit a sore spot because you because at first I thought, wait a minute, why is he reacting like that to him? Because he knows he cares about him. But then you think back to what just happened with all of that, and it's like he's in a very bad place, right. and so he's thinking, all I'm good for is to kill people, you know, just to be a killer. And that, you know, that also kind of messes him up. And Dakota even mentions about, oh, you're going to use me as bait. And Morgan pretty much says, yeah, you know, yeah, we're going to mm-hmm. use you as, as bait to, to draw her out. Um, and and Morgan's pretty uh, singularly focused on ending this whole thing and making yeah. it so that he can get all of his, you know, all of the family back and and get them on their way and they can put Virginia and everything, everybody else behind him um so then grace comes across the radio and uh virginia has her and so you know right now morgan feels like he's in a good spot because he has dakota as leverage and that her people or his people are safe because um because he has dakota as leverage and so they're not you know virginia's not going to do anything crazy because um morgan has dakota um so she has grace. She mentions that she's doing well. She's seven months pregnant. Um, Did we? That, sorry, we knew she was she was out there somewhere, right? Like, were we speculative on this? No, because remember they they moved her, right? Because they yeah. had her, right. they had her in that. Uh, what was it like a room, or they had her somewhere, and then they mentioned they talked about moving her. So it was right. clear that Virginia had her and was was keeping her hidden. Okay, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, they, they I'm, did I'm, like my, my a, recapping was not great <laughs> as far as remembering everything. They did like a a quick reveal, like last second reveal yeah. of her being alive. Yeah, that that's, yeah, that's I like I thought that that was the case, but I couldn't quite picture it. So. All right. But it's it it's they're all locked up, right? Like it's it's yeah, it's all shitty for it's, all of them. Like, it's June. <laughs> it's well, who? It's June. It's Grace. It's what Lucia. It's it's Lucia and um and Ruben Blades' character, right? Like it's the four of them that are all. Was Blades in there? I didn't see him in there. I didn't see him. I, I was him. trying to think of. He was I, in there, and then there were a few more of like you know background faces that we don't really know their names. Yeah, were in there too, but yeah, 
Yeah, and like you barely saw Bledis. Um, I mean, it was like right at the last second you see him in a corner and then it cuts away. Yeah. So John says, you know, he won't go with Morgan, but he'll help. He'll help them get across the bridge. Um, and then as uh, as they're kind of discussing that, the the ranger comes back. Um, they get shot at. Morgan decides he's going to go out, go stop him. Um, and Morgan gets lassoed and immediately. Then John, yeah, immediately. <laughs> and then and, John, after showing us a, a good 20 times, how amazing of a shot he is with just a pistol from a distance. He then misses his first shot at this guy. <laughs> yeah. That was my thought. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not only, not only to take it a step further, not only, with a pistol at a long distance from a seated position, but he was half in the bag. Like, right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that that bottle of that bottle of whiskey was like almost done. Now he's got these pull of a pull of adrenaline and like a will to live. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. this one. I, I literally in my my have my notes. How does he miss? And then, uh, and then when he gets the rifle out, he he kind of takes the shot and hits him because I was like. Well, I was going to say, the only thought I had was maybe he tried to wing him. He didn't want to kill the guy, and it caused him to miss. But when he pulled up the rifle, he was like, forget it, and took him out. I don't know. Well, he did. I mean, he made a point of saying, I should have killed that guy back in the store. So yeah. I don't know if he did, if he well, wanted to wing him. Yeah, I mean, Morgan says you, know, you didn't need to. That, this doesn't take away from the fact that John is very accurate. That's his thing. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't yeah. miss. Period. <laughs> so regardless, yeah. of if he didn't miss the wing shot or miss the head shot, but he missed. Which is like, you have one thing you do, guy. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be like Morgan taking a swing with the with the staff and be like, oh, nothing but air. Like what? <laughs> like that's what your one thing. <laughs> oh, he's perfect yeah. all the time. Come on. Yeah. John well, Dory. I know. It would have been something though interesting if they had had him missing a bunch of them in the beginning. Like to see to show us that how off he is. Yeah, that would help. That would, that would add to this episode. Like yeah. if the if yeah. there was a dramatic arc of him being accurate with bullets, like if we saw the beginning of this cold open, if he like missed each zombie and had to like deal with it like up close or something, and like progressively he gets he gets frustrated by this, and then this time it's like, oh, my friend Morgan's getting taken away, and he misses again. Then he right. takes the rifle, and gets him. Then, as an audience, you're like, yeah, he did it. Like, good. Like, but no. <laughs> Instead, he's like, this guy is amazing always. No reason to expect this not to happen. And he misses. And it's like, what? I know this is a yeah. tiny moment in this episode, but it's just frustrating that little things like that that seem like they're easier paths to get there just like happen that way. <laughs> Well, it not only that, like but they didn't think it through. It just felt like they didn't think that through, I and mean, they just wanted to do the the shots, you know, and making those shots and not. But the outcome was the same, right? That that's what that's the thing that was. I mean, it, it redeemed it. It they the show redeemed itself in in that he pulls out the the rifle and and hits him. But right. if the whole point is he ends up shooting the guy on the horse, like. Why go through the whole bit of him pulling out the rifle to shoot him? Why not just just right. have him shoot him with the gun and to be done with it? Like, I, 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 I yeah, I don't know. It that just, was, it misses, when he, go ahead. It just it, it misses the mark. No, no pun. It just misses the mark on 
doing more with this character as far as where he is in his life. If you want to visually symbolize that, show him being off on the thing that he's really good at. Right. They don't. Yeah. They don't know how to do that. It just right. seems so obvious. Which, because it would it it would have went well with when he goes. You know, I'm just not myself. Like there was a point where he says that. And you're like, well, I mean, other than being sad, you kind of still are yourself. Like, you still have your skills. You haven't lost that, and you can still fight and stuff. But if they had done something different and and kind of played with his inability to shoot well like he does, and that, like that's that would be a great way to show us that this is hurting him more than than anything ever before, because this has not happened to him throughout our entire uh, time of, of watching this character in this well, world. So This reminds me, this makes me think of two things. First of all, you know, he doesn't have a reason to shoot well. He doesn't care. Like, right. You know what I mean? He's, he's right. at the end. He wants to shoot himself in the head. He almost killed himself right. a couple times already, right? And mm-hmm. the second thing is, I remember in the first couple seasons that this was the trope. Like, even Rick was getting headshots, and, you know, Carol and everybody, headshot, yep. headshot, headshot all the time. Yep. It almost seems like a riff on that trope, kind of, to have John Dory like this, you know? Mm-hmm. So. True. <clears throat> um, so Morgan... Uh, now that we spent seven minutes on that. <laughs> yeah, on a 10-second th- scene, yeah. Um but, oh no! Heaven forbid we talk on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want that. Um, Morgan, uh, Morgan try try and he, so they get Morgan back. He's he seems to be okay. Um, and Morgan again tries to convince John that that's why he's needed because you know John says, "Well, you know, I should have killed him when I had the chance." You know, but I you know, and Morgan says, "Well, you didn't need to kill him, and that's why you didn't kill him," and so. Morgan says, "Like that. That's why we need you. We need you to come along, so you can be you. You know when it's when something needs to be done and when something not needs to be done. And I need you to keep me or us from being just like Virginia. Um. And so obviously the the <laughs> the one thing the ranger did when he was shooting at uh, he not only lassoed uh, Morgan, but he actually shot at the vehicle that they were in." And of course, hits uh, hits the engine, and of course, they can't. They can't. Uh, it's okay. Later on, we're going to see them rub some wires together, so it's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah. They can't take take that vehicle anymore, and so they're trying to figure out what they what they can do. And John's like, "Well, we can, you know, take the boat across." And you know, Morgan's not like that. So they find he's like, "Well, what's that over there?" And they find this this there's this heap of something under a tarp and. Um, he's like, oh, you know, that thing's all rusted out. We're not going to be able to get that going. And um, and this was where the eighteen theme music needed to kick in. Yeah, so they pulled the Maga- or the MacGyver theme music. music. Yes, yeah, one of the. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying because I got this whole eighteen. Let's get a plan together kind of vibe out of it. Right. Well, and they pull the tar- tarp off and they see the truck and everything. And I'm like, okay they fixed a plane like they put a plane back together <laughs> yeah. i think this rusted out truck i think they'll figure it out um i need so I th- two paper clips some chewing gum and a double a battery yeah <laughs> uh but yeah it seems to me the damage from the car that got hit was less than having to rebuild a, a truck that's been sitting out there well, rusting for 30 years but we already know from earlier in the episode that they have the ultimate weapon and the ultimate tool to fix anything. 
So they're going to get it running. Because if you noticed, once they got back to the cabin and they were sitting there eating, Morgan had his fresh bandage on his chest, and it was duct tape there. Of course. And once you know you have duct tape, you can you can fix anything. Sure. True. The other conceit in the episode is John has a piece of the knife, like the knife that killed the ranger back yeah, at, Cameron, at the camp. Um, Cameron was his name. Yeah. And... Uh, so that's kind of a thing that he keeps going back to is this this part of the knife. Um, so then, you know, as they're fixing the, the truck and getting it going, John talks about how his, uh, you know, he, he talks about his dad. And then, you know, one day his dad just just up and left him, uh, him and his mom. And you know, he would call every so often or he'd get a card, but he never saw him again. Um and he said, you know, his, I guess, his, you know, my dad, he did the wrong thing for the right reason. But he, he never did elaborate on what, I mean, it, the, we see the picture later and it's clear that his father was a, was a cop as well. And so I, I, I was, I thought maybe what they were going with at some point was the fact that he took the rap for something maybe John did as a kid or something and then, uh, and, and then left or. I thought it was just commentary on the fact that cops i mean if you look at statistics and stuff cop marriages don't last there's a lot of issues with parent kids with parents that are police officers and things like that where things go wrong i mean it's it's out there you see stories about it all the time sure. I, that's what i got from it was that i thought he shot somebody well, the, John he, did. Oh, John did. I know John I think, did, I but think, I thought he mentioned. I thought I could have sworn he mentioned something about his father. Also, did something that he never forgave himself for. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's there was, was like a say, mention like, of regret. Yeah, there was a lot of talk of regret, and his father never. I mean, you know, you're, you I make did. a good point, Rich, but like, yeah. it's also easy to connect the dots, thinking that you know, I mean, the moral choices that police officers have to make every day. It's, I mean, it's easy to 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 see where he might have made a choice at some point morally that he, you know, regretted. Or, oh, yeah. That's, I, you know? I thought maybe his dad was an actual dirty cop. Did well, but he said he, he said he did the right wrong thing for the right reason. And right. Dory shot that kid or whatever. He felt he was a bad cop just like his dad and shut himself away from the world. Yeah. That's what I took from it. Well, I, that's what the, well, that's why I'm thinking that's why i thought that the what they were getting at is that he also had to use his gun in the line of duty and it and he never got over it like he he took a life and never got over it just like he did like he thought he was going to repeat the same he repeated the same sins of his father and that was why he felt like he it was fruitless for him to even continue to be a cop anymore after that I just thought it was odd to be that vague about it, knowing yeah. John's fate yeah. in the episode, and that we'll never get an answer to that question. And I, yeah. I guess in the big scheme of things, it doesn't really—I mean, it doesn't really matter. But I think it would have—I don't know—I I think maybe it would have provided some context that would have been interesting to see. You know that you know, uh, you know the because it would have hit home. I mean, because there is a the, a thing of of like the cycle is keeps repeating like right yeah the father back becomes in the same son. home yeah, the son becomes a father yeah he, he's back at the same home he grew up in in a depressive situation and feeling like the work you know like it, it, there's no way that he can 
have a, a life for himself or whatever. Like if they kept going with that, you would think and, that they would. And he's in the it. home he grew up in. You know, he's in his home. Right. I mean, of course, yeah. you'd be thinking about that kind of sure. stuff. Yeah, sure. And yeah. still actually checking out movies from the local establishment well into VHS Forever, the yeah. zombie apocalypse. Well, VHS lasts, buddy. No, no, I'm not. I'm not criticizing that. I'm saying he's actually going over to the wall and writing down that he's checking out movies. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe um, in regards to his father, there's like a deleted scene where there's like a monologue and he's like, I shot a kid. He was 13 years old. It was dark. Couldn't see him. He had a ray gun. Looked real enough. You know, when you're a rookie, they can teach you everything about being a cop. Except how you live, how you live with a mistake. Please don't go through that because I'm in, I'm in the middle of a rewatch of Homicide: Life on the Street, dude. You don't want me to go there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I just couldn't bring myself to draw my gun at anybody anywhere. Uh, this is my shooting hand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was it, again minor thing, just something that 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 stood out to me uh, about his dad. I mean. Uh, all of that, the, the point being that he feels like, you know, history is repeating itself and the cycle is, is, is there. Um, so then um, John is, is talking to Dakota and um, he finds he's, he's, uh, he's taking a door down. And so um, Dakota even says something about, he's like, who, who says this is for the truck? And, uh, and he's, he's taking the, the door down, but he reiterates again, he's not going with like, he's not, he's not coming. He's not coming with them. Um, and he said, he said, no, this door's to maybe this door's to keep the past from coming at him. Um, so because, w- w- <laughs> because the house has no door on the front, right? Like that's the whole bit, right? Like, well, that, yeah. yeah, that was the whole thing of why he kept like every time he got ready to pull the trigger to kill himself, another zombie would come at the door to come in and he didn't want to be torn apart like that that was kind of the the thing it was like fate that these things kept coming back every time he was going to pull that trigger well maybe just maybe it was the noise from all the gunshots that kept coming from his fucking house that was bringing the zombies (laughs) well i mean you know so anyway so more again morgan tries to relate to john uh some more and convince him to come and then again another walker comes up and john shoots him right in the head um, and puts them down. Um, so anyway, they get the car going. It's 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 running, and he's put the doors on the front of the truck um, along with a battering ram. So the doors are kind of going to be used once they get the gate open to kind of push the walkers uh, out from the side. Uh, and he lets Dakota drive because, um, of course, you know her her dad let her drive when she was in the sixth grade or some some crazy. You know, it's like a, like. A, there's always a story about some kid who who uh, whose parents let him drive when they're underage. Um, Doesn't quite work out for them, though. No, <laughs> letting the fourteen year old drive. No. Uh, so John goes in the back of the truck with a rifle. Morgan opens up the gate. Um, they get back in the. Morgan gets back in the truck, and just lots of like stabbing and uh, hits to the head and shots. Um, and Dakota starts to drive through the gate. Um, and eventually gets stuck on a walker. Now, I, I guess we just have to suspend. It's funny that you keep hesitating because, like, overall, I think we think this is a pretty good episode, but there are these things that come up. Yeah. Like, Like one random dead body is so 
full of blood and slippery and everything else that a right. uh, two-ton pickup truck full of <laughs> three people can't seem to get past it. It's like it's like it's it, stuck in the mud. It doesn't. It doesn't have a rear split differential. It's like anybody knows when you get stuck in the mud in Alabama, one tire moves and the other one does nothing. That's right. Oh, I mean, scientifically speaking, you know that all zombies' uh, internal juices turn into WD forty after they, yes. they, they, they yes. turn. So that's, yeah. part of, that's what uh, that's what uh, uh, science uh, uh, science. Uh, that's what Emmerich was saying uh, at the CDC before he blew it up. That's what he whispered. <laughs> yes. yes, that's what yes, he was, that was the secret. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they all got a WD forty. <laughs> zombies get greasy. <laughs> oh. What if that was a weird flashback? <laughs> now have the new about his lips. <laughs> <laughs> we have a new fuel source. They're all infected on the inside. Also, the WD forty thing. <laughs> um, but eventually, they get they get past that, and she puts it. You know, she keeps going further, and then of course the the car the truck stalls out. Um, and so they go. Oh, it's got to be the the alternator. <laughs> Those wires came apart. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be the alternator. And so, of course, there's just enough clearance that John can go around the front of the truck, pop open the hood, start to fix it. One of the walkers uh, is right about to get to John. Hat. That and, was my main concern. What? Hat. And I was like, oh, got his hat. Yeah. And then she said, John, lean back. And Dakota shoots him through the front window and, and is able to kill him. Um, and, of course, John, you know, truck started. John haps back in. They're able to get through, um, and uh, this I thought this this part of the sequence was pretty cool. Where she ends up, um, she ends up kind of like driving the truck and slam it into the, um, oh, yeah. in, into yeah. the barrier so that the, the you know the rest of them fall off uh, down into the into the water. But that's that's it for the truck. At, at that point, though, at that like. Point. In that moment, it's cool, but then it's like there the the rest of them were dead. Like, all right, kind of, yeah. I mean, good thing you got them off, but it was just three left. So you probably could handle that. Yeah. <laughs> what did what did uh, Morgan? What did he say to Morgan? Like that's some nasty mustard, or that's some yeah, think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't huh. write it down. Did it? Oh no, oh yeah, ugly mustard, ugly mustard, yeah, ugly mustard. <laughs> yeah, that's a great band name, <laughs> ugly mustard. Um. So as they're doing with that, uh, Morgan gives uh, John a pic picture of him and his dad that he found in in the truck, um, and then Morgan calls Virginia on the radio and wants to meet, and he tells him to meet at John's place, which pisses John dick off. Dick move, yeah, dick move, big Total time, dick move, big time. And I, I get when he's trying to, oh, I gotta push you out of your shell or out of your comfort, but no, that's a dick move, dude. Yeah. And then he flat out tells him, "Well, you can't go home now. Like you're basically you're committed." Um, and uh, and then Morgan goes Morgan goes off. Um, so then Dakota stabs the walker with a knife, and bum, 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 yeah, bum and, knife. and uh, and John looks at her and sees it, and he's like, well, "What what 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 do you what do you got there?" And then, um. She said, "You know, <clears throat> oh, she found it. She she found she found the knife." And and John's like, "Don't don't you lie to me. You know, don't don't lie to me," because <clears throat> he knows at, at this point what's up. And I, I want to back up here a second though, and ask. So she found that little piece when they were at the cabin again. It, it came up again. You talked about it. 
She knew why he had it. Why didn't she get rid of the knife? Yeah, exactly. I don't get that. Why? I don't think, I mean, I don't think she cares. Yeah, that I mean, could. Yeah, we get. Yeah, like she's, yeah. I mean, she's like, she killed a dude basically for tattling on her, right? Yeah, we get. A, she yeah. does what she does next, basically for the same reason. I don't think she cared. She's in this privileged area where, like, she knows. You know, Virginia's going to do everything to keep her alive, and and nothing's ever going to happen to her. No matter, she's That's living good. a life without consequence, kind of. And like, and she even she even so says she's the Matt Gates of Fear the Walking Dead. Got it. So she dates herself because she's underage. No, That's confusing. Anyway, <laughs> I, hear, I hear what you guys. Are, I think it's. I mean, it's a little simpler than that. I, I mean, yeah, I do think there's a little. You know, there's a lack of. She's got to you know screw loose, and you know she's doing her own thing, but also. It's a little knife that, you know, for one thing, you generally need for defense because it's a knife. But what are the odds of, you know, so of John catching wing of that knife and being like, oh, this must be like, I mean, oh, I feel like the odds are stacked against him seeing something like that. Obviously not. It didn't work out. But right. I don't think she was thinking ahead as far as, you know, I better get rid of this knife because he might piece together that this is the exact knife if I don't hold it the right way at the right time. It's, it's you know, you got to connect a few. When she's times. clearly unstable. I mean, that's, you know, I think that that's one of the things that came because at first I was like, you know, this, the, this whole thing started to get a little weird into why she's acting like it. But as it as time as this as this thing escalates and unfolds, it's clear she's, uh, you know, like Jim said, you know, privilege lack of consequences but she's clearly unstable like there's something there's something else going on with her I mean, we've all kind of suspected her of something yes. all this time right yeah but now is this is where we really get it confirmed in a lot of different ways yeah that there's something to work sure. with here. yeah because you're not yeah. wrong it's like you, this here this character needs to be something beyond the sister that's right you know a mcguffin essentially like yeah. it needs to, yeah. that talks it needs it, to have some kind of a, a, agency in there and, but and i agree with i agree with you i agree with Sorry. That's all. I'm just thinking like an unsub, and the unsub would say, "Oh crap! They got evidence. Let me get rid of the connection to that evidence." Yeah, but at the same time, murderers get caught. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. Many, sure. Sometimes they get away, but I don't you know, know too many. Um, I don't know too many 14 year olds who are like masters of strategy either. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes. really. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kevin McAllister. Hello. He got caught. He got saved by um, by you yeah. know old man. Whatever next door. And now look, he's on Red Letter Media for God's sake. Yeah, but the wet bandits came after him in Home Alone too, not the old guy next door. He got him. saved again by Brenda Flicker and her uh, her pigeons. That's right. <laughs> lady saved her. So then, well, they, then they murdered him in between sequels the and they had to get a new kid. Yeah. As we all know. That's the that's canon. <laughs> we all went to that's, Home Alone Con two thousand twelve. We know. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. That's why he's not in Home Alone three because they murdered him in between sequels. They're like, oh well, White Bandits did it again. We move it on. I heard Macaulay Culkin is uh, and his and his girlfriend are having a baby. I just read, read yeah, that today. Top. Actually, yeah, they just yeah. was born today, and her name is Dakota. <gasps> oh, she's the murderer. Aha! Uh-huh. Oh, it all God. comes together. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Oh, the first time that came in handy. Finally, <laughs> appropriate sound blast. Good job, Dakota. What are you doing here? Um, um. Anyway, yeah, the plot knife is a bit much, but <laughs> yes, but but yeah, I get. I told speaking to your point, Russ. I totally get what you're saying, man. Yeah, I, it's a bit much. Yeah. Um, hey, knives out. That's all. I'm yeah, knives out. Yeah. No. 
Uh, Cut that out. <laughs> Keep it at a double it. <laughs> um, so she at, at this point she you know John is trying to de-escalate the situation obviously, um, and then she pulls the the gun on him and he's like, look, I'm not going to tell, I'm not going to say anything, you know, and 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 he keeps trying to talk her down, and she just realizes that it's going to get out of hand and she shoots him in the chest and pushes him off the edge. Um, and of course, John falls down to the bottom and then he picks up the picture of him and his dad. And hold on. Hold on. Good. Beautiful cinematography. So good. Yeah. So good. Shot yes. Here for what I assume was a very dirty river. It still looked very nice. underneath. As yes. Far as the, it went for this, that they, like the, the, um, the intro image coloring that you were talking about earlier, Russ, I feel like that's what they're going for with the water here too. Like yeah. it felt like it was, it was. It was very nicely shot as far as, you know, it was a very good-looking pool that they used for this river. <laughs> so. And it was, like, uh, the second, like, great uh, uh, use of happenstance here that he found the the photo, right? Yeah. Like, of all the places in the river, he fell right where the photo was. Yeah. Like, oh, hi. And weirdly, that photo was next to the photo of uh, Kal-El and Kevin Costner before <laughs> they resurrected him to come back to life. And there's uh, Leo DiCaprio down there holding on to his door. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, I think I saw Captain America frozen next to them. So. Sure, JB Jones locker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bill Nye's right there, also. Jason Momoa. <laughs> yeah. They're all there. <laughs> it says Namor coming soon on a sign that was there. Namor <laughs> coming soon. <laughs> oh. This one shot. You're right. You're right there, Chubb. This was. Uh, I like the cinematography on this. This was well done. This this part here was really. I saw shot well. At first, when they did it, because it like it showed him, it was he was falling in either slow motion or water makes you slow, so whatever. But regardless, they just showed him flipping over and it was all bleeding. And I was like, okay, this is a nice shot because it's like now we get to know that he's for sure dead because you, you, we, if we didn't, we'd be like, oh, we have to wait and we'll find out if or you know if he's actually dead and get the rumors going. But they're like, oh no. He's, he floats down the river a little further, and a helicopter picks him up. <laughs> exactly. Okay. It's Captain Nemo and the Nautilus that that show. At first, up. I, yeah, that's down there too. Uh, Mister Hyde's inside. Uh, but uh, first, I was I was thinking, oh, cool, they're actually showing us that he's dead, so we don't have to like speculate for months about it. And then, oh no, he's alive. Uh, but then he gets up and gets on his wood and goes. So then I'm like, oh, he's gonna live. He's gonna make it. That's nice. <laughs> like, it's yeah, like a pretty deadly wound that he got. But okay, I could go with this because it wasn't. I, I mean, to be fair, at first it wasn't clear if he got shot more in the shoulder as opposed yeah. to like straight on in the chest. But obviously, uh-huh. we quite tell if it had been like a killing shot. Yeah, I, it was. It was real bloody. So I'm like, yes. All right, this well, we through. already saw what happened with Morgan in the chest wound. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. That was my other thought, too. I was like, well, Morgan's living, so maybe the show's going to... So good on the show, I guess, for playing with my emotions. So, yeah, he ends up... He gets a picture. He swims back up. He finds uh, a a piece of driftwood that he floats away on. Um, And then Morgan comes back up, and he figures out what's going on. Well, he heard the gunshot, right? I thought that was what came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he hear the the gun? I mean, he just... I know he just came over and no, because he was he was surprised by like the what'd you do like what happened or whatever. Oh right, what did you do? Yeah, yeah. he had to right, have heard it a little ways away though. He just it was he was far enough away that he didn't see it. 
this is this is moot. I mean, it's the point is he comes up to the scene, yeah, and realizes something, right, right. Like, and then and then this is where Dakota gets like even more unhinged. Like, yeah, she's yeah, like, look, she gets, the, she gets the eyes at this point. Yeah, yeah, this is like the whole reveal of of just how batshit crazy she is. Like, she's like, I saved you. I you know I healed you up, and I you know I killed all those walkers. And Morgan's like, it, what? Like, no, that that's not possible. And she starts going on and just adding more and more detail about you know how she did it and what happened and 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 everything. What what? She's lying. No, I don't think so. Well, no, I mean, we th- we thought it was Sherry that fixed him up, right? Remember, no, we kind of, kind of guessed it was her, but it turned out it was uh, it's been Dakota. No, I don't think it was Dakota either. I think she's lying here, using it as a way to keep Morgan from turning her in or killing her. Or- I don't think she has a reason to lie at this point. Well, no, but think about it, because one thing you didn't cover in our recap so far was a scene earlier you skipped over where Morgan's talking to um, um, John and talks about what happened to him and shows him the note and everything else. I think Dakota overheard that whole conversation, and now she's using it as leverage with Morgan, hoping that he won't do something against her. I don't think she's the one that did it. I still think that that's a reveal yet to happen as to who helped him. Okay. Hmm. I guess we'll find out. We shall see. It's, a, it's valid. You know, valid um, theory. I guess we'll see how it plays out. Yeah. But either way, whether it's true or she's making it up, it it's clear she's not stable. Because, um, yeah, she cops to the note. She she kind of has all you know a, a lot of details about what happened for somebody that that you know potentially wouldn't be there um so then we cut back to the to john's house um virginia shows up with june and a couple of rangers and um morgan gets on the radio and tells you know june like hey you need to like john is going to be floating down he's hurt real bad you need to get out there and 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 you you need to save him and that it mentioned it, 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 she even says that dakota shot him so um and then while all that's going on, we cut over and we see that Dwight, Al, and Alicia show up at Morgan's home base, the, the place that's like 40 miles north of where they're at. Um, and the rest of the – I guess the rest of the folks are are there as well. Um, so it's like every everything seems like it's kind of coming to a head, you know, as far as, as them fortifying their place. And I think um, – Morgan even tells him on the radio, like, hey, get ready because this all may end up coming to you. Like, like we thought, you know, we would be able to handle this down here, but you need to make sure that everything's fortified up there because Virginia's people, we might have to make our last stand, you know, there as opposed to, to taking it to, to her. So we kind of find out what's going on with the, the rest of the, of the, of the crew. Um, and then it, it, the, the interesting thing back at the house then, um, Virginia sends the two uh, rangers out to go to go look for. I guess it's it's to go after Morgan and yeah and and um and Dakota and right. June is trying to plea to Virginia that you know she they need to be looking for John um and she even like smacks her like like takes the radio from her and like smacks her and Virginia doesn't like she's. It, it it was a weird interplay between the two yeah. of them because Virginia's all you know been very like you step out of line and I'm going to put a bullet in your head kind of thing, and yeah, but June saved her. 
Right, but but still, I mean, that being said, Virginia doesn't seem like the person that's gonna like allow that to be to be. She's still gonna assert her dominance. I guess right. is what I'm saying. Yeah. So. Um, so it just it just seemed odd that June was that forceful with her, and she seemed to be she she didn't seem to get uptight about it. Um, so then of course uh, June turns around, sees John, who's kind of washed up on the on the beachhead, goes out there, and um, we see John, who's kind of like clawing his way. I, I thought this was extremely well shot um, because yeah. even if you knew what was, co- it works both ways, right? It works if you. Yeah. If you know what's coming and if you don't know what's coming, I thought the way they shot this was great where he's mm-hmm. face down one arm, you know, one end up, he's, he's clawing, you know, forward. And then mm-hmm. she gets down on her knees to go to, to get ready to help him with her med kit. And he looks up and he's already turned like he's, yeah. he's done. Yeah, that's a gut punch. Yeah. Like that, that was a gut punch. Thing. And like you say, Russ, the, the reveal was well shot. Like you didn't mm-hmm. know until that one last shot. They're like, Oh crap. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then the interview I read earlier today, I think it was Entertainment Week. I don't know which people or one of them, but it was they were interviewing Bill Hunt. He he said that so this sequence, this entire river sequence here and everything in the cabin at this point was what they had left to shot when it got shut down. Oh Oh, wow. Interesting. But yeah, and he and, and I liked how it was subdued, right? You know, sometimes when the zombies yeah. start making their noises and everything, it's like yeah. very loud and exaggerated and everything else. This was like really, you know, low key subdued. Um, and you could see it in John, you know, John starts to move towards her, but very kind of slowly. And it, the way they shot it almost made it seem like he was literally trying to reach out to her, not attack her. Like, uh, it, it was just, it was just well done. Um, and of course, you know, at this point she's devastated, um, and then she has to stab him. And the way that the, again, the way they shot that, where it was like her, you know, the reverse shot, her head on, and she, you know, has to bring her arm way up, and then and then come down and stab him in the head, and then you know she kind of puts, you know, takes the knife out, and then you know kind of caresses his head and stuff. It was really, really uh, well mm-hmm. done for for the kind of scene that it. I mean, for ultimately what oh, amounts to, sure. you know, I, somebody uh, stabbing I, a zombie I, in the head. <laughs> I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed it more than. I mean, as much as I enjoyed the episode, I enjoyed it more than last week's. Negan like plays their song while they're just hanging out in bed together before he gets right. out of the house yeah. and burns it. Like it's, this felt a little more uh, in line with things here. Yeah. Um, and that's where we we end the episode. R.I.P. John Dory. Oh man, I'm bummed. I'm bummed. Yeah, yeah I'm bummed too. My favorite character. Yeah. I thought. I mean, it- that article I had read also had the, the interview. He mentions that the discussions for this started towards the end of uh, season five, like even before mm. season five was done, because he had noticed, you know, the whole thing with Nick and what's his name wanting out of the show and stuff. So Dylan Hunt, I mean, he he chose this. Um, the thing that's interesting to me, on one hand. Like I'm totally bummed that we're uh, we're getting rid of Double Hunt and and, uh, and John Dory, but on the other hand, I like the fact that nobody is bulletproof on this show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you were to tell me at the beginning of the season, like, hey, 
you know, nobody's safe. I'd be like, yeah, whatever. I would think in my mind there are certain actors that would be safe every time, you know, that, and we have this on the main show in, in spades, right? But on this, I mean, I, yeah, we used to. Have, <laughs> no, no, it's got, it's got back a little more recently, but yeah. Well, what I'm saying is we have the bulletproof members in spades now on, on, on the main show. Like, sure, I mean, yeah. you know, nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen to Daryl or Carol or Negan, you know. <laughs> But here, I mean, this is like one of the biggest characters in the series. He's, you know, one of the most popular fan popular characters. And they they did the deed, man. I got to give them props for that. I mean, it took guts to do that. So, and it really brings it back to the the old school uh, Walking Dead where, like, everybody's a a target. Everybody's, you know. I I really, it really made, I really thought that he was going to survive it. Like, I didn't even get that. I didn't even get that angsty about it because I was like, oh yeah, he's gonna float he's okay. over. They're sure. gonna find him. He's gonna he's gonna have that miraculous return. Like Morgan's been, you know, yep. stabbed, shot, whatever, the same kind of way, and he always yeah yeah out, right? totally. So I thought, yeah, he'll come back. He'll be fine. Like he'll he'll get over it. And it just when he opens the, and when he when that face and you see the eyes yeah and the discoloration, I'm like, oh no, they really. It actually really did it. Like it threw me off. I give him credit for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're going to try and do a redemption arc with Dakota, like they did with Charlie after she killed Nick. I hope not. I don't think they I are. Not too. I don't think I they actually, are. I actually was thinking, what if it turns around on the whole thing and it ends up Dakota goes off the rails even more, and. I'm just saying, what if they end up doing a redemption arc for uh, um, what's I don't, I don't. I would think, uh, I would even say, what if it just winds up being that Virginia sees how evil her sister is? Like, her sister is even more. It ends up being a Virginia redemption arc instead. Mm-hmm. Which I, I, even think thought, I kind of am hoping that both of them get killed off next episode, but I doubt that. Although, she's there at the cabin alone with the woman who's causing all this misery and her husband just died, so all right. yeah, who knows? I mean, it's going to be technically the mid-season premiere, so I kind of doubt <laughs> we're going to eliminate right. certain threats. Exactly. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, if anything, you could just see maybe the sister trying to actually literally trying to kill Virginia. And and finding out, you know, oh wow, <laughs> like I think I think that's what's going to take for her to actually for for uh, Virginia to turn on Dakota, though. Yeah, because I think she's going to yeah. be blind to it for as long as possible. Because it's almost know. like a sick relate, like the two of them. It's it's a sick relationship, right? Oh they yeah, hate, they hate each other. Like they, Virginia just wants her alive, but it's almost like they she really kind of doesn't like mm-hmm. her. Like they really. It's just a thing of this the last piece of my of her family that she yeah has yeah left. it's like a responsibility she can't get out of you know yeah yeah and her sister and her and her sister straight up just hates her yeah like she just she just it's like a it's like a dangerous toxic codependency between yeah. the two yeah of and them. she's they're both so. we find out now that they're actually both sociopaths not just uh not just yeah. one of them <laughs> yeah 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 runs in the right. family. That happened. Yeah. Well, hopefully it ends. Hopefully it ends with them like battling on the stairways while dragon flies around their castle, and they just fall out the window or something. <laughs> or maybe they'll they'll be them fighting on top of a nuclear cooling tower. Uh, I have the high ground, and then <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. She already lost a hand, so. <laughs> 
Exactly. Exactly. Right way there. So that's where we're at with uh with the door. R.I.P. John Dory. So Yeah. Well, how many Tobies do we give this episode? Aaron, why don't you go first? Um I mean it <laughs> <laughs> we've like really nailed like all these things that we had issues with before we got to what is a rather great, great ending to this episode. So I guess like in fear standards, I'd give it four topies. Like the things that were holding us up, they're not necessarily killers, but it just feels like there's ways to tweak this to make this like one of the best fear of the walking it, especially against like what a finale episode and whatnot. So you kind of expect the best. So okay. it's like, we're right there to like really knock it home. But all of that said, I do, you know, we all like John Dory. We all like Garrett Dillon Hunt's performance oh, here. Yeah. So, I mean, I, 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 it's hard for me to, like, flaw this one, given, like, this series in general. This is certainly one of the better episodes of this show as a whole. So, I'm at a four Tobies. Cool. Rich, you, you're out last week or so. What do, what do you give it? Uh, yeah, um, I agree. Probably four Tobies. It, it, I, I, I enjoyed the episode for the most part. I am really bummed. I mean, I, I don't I don't know if John Dory is my favorite character in Fear, but probably. I mean, definitely one of the the best ones to watch on screen. Just the dialogue and everything else. So, um, kind of bummed with that. So, can't be a perfect score, but it was a pretty damn good episode. And I mean, the river scene, yes, the cinematography there, but there's lots of really good shots in this. Um, there's a cool shot when they when with the canoe where it comes above yeah, it comes out yeah. of the water to the canoe to yeah. him seeing the yeah. bridge. That's a good one. Great shot. So that and then of course there's the one shot that they missed the opportunity when he should have lined them all up with one bullet through the head. But yeah, yeah. Um, I'll go for Toby's. Cool, Jim. Well, I have to say this is one of my favorite episodes of Fear the Walking Dead that we've had. Um, I, you know, the little things that we mentioned here and there were, I mean, they weren't nitpicks, but they weren't like, you know, uh, deal breakers either by any stretch. Um, I give this four and a half and I, you know, I'm pretty conservative on my Tobies and, and Busters, but I really dug this episode a lot. It, it did all the things I want from Walking Dead. I had really cool zombie kill scenes, good interaction between characters. I had big plot reveals. I had a big twist. I had things advanced in the storyline. Um, it surprised me, which it very rarely does anymore of any of the Walking Dead shows. So I'll, I'll go a full four and a half on it. Nice, Daryl. How many Tobies you give it? Uh, I would I, down the line. I guess it, I I really did enjoy this episode, and it really surprised me. Like, it, how rare is that, right? To, to yeah. get <laughs> surprised by uh, a Walking Dead uh, show. Um, like they did, like this, I did not see this coming at all. Um, and it just, it, it was a gut punch, uh, how this worked out and even how he's, you know, how he's killed. But when she shoots him, it's like all of that. I mean, when she just, even at the point where she just says it in such a, a monotone way that sometimes. You know, sometimes things just happen just because they happen. It's not always right. Because of something. I think she says something like, "Not every death has to mean something." Yeah, not every death. Has to yeah, mean that's, it, that was a cold line. That's a good. Yeah, that was a cold line. Yeah. I liked it. Like it, it really, it really worked. And it just goes to how sad. I mean, this world is that. You know, this is a sad world, right? This is a 
where people just die meaningless deaths all the time. So for this to happen like this, and it's not some big save or something or blowing up a bridge or whatever to save the group. It's just, you know, once he has the will to live and then it's taken away and it's, and his life is just taken away from him. Yeah, I just give it a four out of five. It, it's it, Toby's. It was just a, just a good scene and just to leave it so silent. Like, that's it. It's just done. Uh, it, it just, you know. It's in, I'm very curious to see how it affects everybody in the group next next week. For sure, uh, yeah, I'm going to give it four as well. I really, I really dug it. I, the the other thing that kind of bugged me a little bit was it's the oh it's the girl that shoots a main character with a gun that they probably should have never had and um again so I, I'm curious to see where they go. Like I said, I hope this isn't another. Uh, oh, but she can redeem herself and be a member of the crew moving forward. Because um, I again, I think we've done that once already, and so to do it again seems kind of kind of silly. But um, but yeah, I mean overall, I think I think the good more, more than outweighed the bad on on, the, uh, on this episode. Um, and again, like we talked about, it was it was pretty well shot. So so yeah, for Toby's for me. Um, did we get anything? On Unfortunately, no. Um, I. I actually let me check. No, we didn't. Um, we'll yeah, I forgot to uh, put in the 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 photo with the 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 call to action to get us to get some more Toby ratings here. It is up there now. So yeah, if you want to get some in there that we can recall for next week's episode, uh, you know, feel free to go for it. But I apologize to Jim especially because it's a highlight of my week to hear him. It's it okay. Is, I get paid the same either way, bro. So it's yeah, good. and it comes out of Rich's pocket, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. we're all good. But. but surely, surely one of our tens of fans took it upon themselves and posted it in your stead, right? Well, ideally, that would have been the case. In a perfect world. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, no, so I mean, it's up there now. Um, So, you know, anyone that wants to comment on this week's episode, be sure to be posted in the appropriate Toby rating post, but I will be sure to uh, get it up next week for um, uh, next week's episode. And I will rest my voice until then. There you go. <laughs> and by the way, if for some reason I don't get it up next week, uh, feel free to uh, say something on the Facebook page because it is a great interactive environment for all of us. We'd love to hear from you, man. That's, right. That's the highlight of the show for me, obviously. So please, by all means. Absolutely. All right. Um, so that's going to do it for this week. Uh, Aaron, where can people find you on the Oh, internet? I'm – where can't you find? I'm in. Places. He is the internet. <laughs> I co-host a film podcast called Out Now with Aaron and Abe. My friend Abe and I talk about the weekly movie releases and do fun commentaries and other bonus episodes. Uh, we just talked about what did we talk about. We talked about Voyagers. No one saw that, so don't worry about it. But we talked about Godzilla versus Kong the week before. That was fun. It's super fun. Go see that, that movie. But uh, also, we had a great conversation about it. So enjoy that. I'm also writing movie reviews on Why So Blue. Uh, yeah. Writing movie reviews on wheelofentertainment.com as well as my Invincible recaps. Um, so you can find that there. I'm also posting them to the, the Walking Dead page as well because they're Kirkman adjacent. And I'm um, also writing uh, Blu-ray reviews over wisesofblue.com and I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Daryl? Uh, you can catch me on the Twitter at the Voice123. Of course, you can hear me and, uh, and Jim. We just did a uh, a new episode of Nothing's On, and we caught. Oh my God, what an action-packed episode that was! Oh my gosh, I'm yeah, still recovering. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but you can catch all the yeah, there's new shows that they introduced for the mid-season uh, uh, TV and and some documentaries and movies and stuff like that. So we caught up on all that. 
and and email, so you can catch that. And also, you can catch me and Russ on Gotham by Geeks. We we have uh, probably be doing some classic Batman tales on this one, uh, even though we caught up on a lot of the new titles that have started new storylines with the with the Bat family of books. So we'll be doing that. Jim. Well, as Daryl said, you can catch me every week on Nothing's On with him and Donnie Salvo. Yeah, we also covered uh, WrestleMania this week. We also covered their opening, oh, the reopening movie theaters. WrestleMania? Uh, Russell has something going on? Yo, he does. <laughs> he has a big oh, event. Yeah. You have oh, no idea. Yeah. You have no idea how big many fans Russ has, and well-deserved, too. He's the, he's the master of uh, podcaster. Uh, I, just um, got, I just got back from ChubbCon, so, I mean, this will be really exciting. Yeah. Oh, is man. That, is that it's, where all the Russells get together? They, they row in a big pile of leaves. Is that, no. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Or they steal cattle, right? <laughs> yeah. All of the above. It's a theme. So, catch me there. You catch me here. Uh, you follow me on Twitter at the Yoda Jones. And starting in May, I think on Friday nights, uh, I announced this the other day. I'm nothing's on. I'm going to be uh, streaming on Twitch. Ooh, nice. So uh, I'm going to. I'll probably be the oldest dude on Twitch. So check that out. That'll be fun. <laughs> But yeah, every Friday night I'll be playing a different game. I'll probably, I'll definitely throw some zombie action in there. I'm sure. So, but yeah, I'll be Friday nights on Twitch. I'll give out more details when I have them. Mister Chubbshood, uh, pretty much on the interwebs at Chubbshood zero one. Cool, and you can hang out here hhwlnd.com for my stuff, uh, as well as what Mister Taylor said over at Gotham by Geeks. Um. So that'll about wrap it up for this week. So until there's no more room in the hell and the dead walk the earth, don't forget your Tobies. Oh, my God, you killed Cameron. <laughs> <laughs>